Hoopball Podcast listeners. Are you a fantasy expert and want to write or podcast for Hoopball? Do you have aspirations of covering a team? Are you a master of sales and want to earn some cash on the phones? Well, we've got good news. Hoopball's recruiting. If you think you have what it takes, hit us up at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or by emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Again, that's at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. The following is a Hoopball presentation. Ballers! Welcome back to another episode of Today in Sports Betting. It is Wednesday evening, just a shade after 8 p.m. on the East Coast. I'm Ira Silver, and I got a very special guest today on the show. But before we jump into who that is, we'll leave it in a little suspense. Our show is brought to you by Manscaped.com. They have redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents thanks to the Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Now, when I tell you this is the best in the business, it really is. Now, all I'm asking you to do right now is, if you're interested, go to manscaped.com, type in our promo code HOOPBALL20, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. I love mine, and you should get one too. Justin McMahon, is that how you pronounce your last name? Very close, McMahon. All right, Justin McMahon is on the podcast. He's joining me tonight. Uh, he finished second place last week in the golf Millie maker on DraftKings, So we have a lot to talk about because the uh, course is the same course as last week. They're running it back for the first time since 1956. Uh, what a time to be alive in 2020. How you doing, Justin? I'm good. I'm really good. This is helping pass the uh, quarantine season and uh, golf's been a lot of fun and uh, I'm really excited for this week. Awesome. Well, let me uh, just for everybody who doesn't know who Justin is, you can find him on Twitter. It's just his name, Justin McMahon. He's the co-founder and CEO of DFI Takeover and DailyFantasyInsider.com. He's really big into the DFS if that's uh, something that interests you. He's also a, you know, he does dabble in the sports betting industry as well. Um, yeah. So I'm just really excited to have you on and maybe talk to our listeners a little bit about your journey and where you started, how you started, and how did you get to such a high level so quickly? Yeah, so I was always into sports betting, you know, in high school, middle school, like anybody else. Um, I took a horrible beat my freshman year of high school by booking a kid on 80 to 1 odds that the Kings would win the Stanley Cup, and they did. Oh, my um, God. So kind of a rough start with my sports betting career. Um, and then uh, went to college and always had always just played like uh, three, four dollar contests on FanDuel and Draft Street, which was like one of the original sites for fantasy and making small bets. And then when I went to college, uh, I was on a financial needs scholarship and they gave us a spending money stipend that was way more than we actually needed. So I was been, like, well, been there, done I'm that, been there, done that. Yeah. So I was like, well, shit, I'm going to start like using this to just play fantasy, see if I can turn it into even more. 
So I put it into FanDuel, like half of it, and just started turning it into more and more and just kept kept winning bigger contests, mostly with baseball to start. And winning bets as well, put some money into like some off, so offshore sites, you know, and uh, just kept turning it over. And then eventually I hit a $100,000 GPP on FanDuel. And wow. uh, so then I just, I made a Twitter account because I heard that it was useful for DFS, like to get information for sports betting and stuff. Um, so started just tweeting out some of my picks and people started following me as I was engaging with the DFS community, which I didn't even know at the time, like that there was one, you know, I was just like tweeting, engaging with people. Like I'd search a player's name and then, you know, people would be talking about him and I'd just comment like, Oh, I don't know. Like I kind of think this, and then they'd see like my account that I had won like a hundred thousand dollars like two weeks ago. So then they're like, Oh, like, can you give us more advice? So I just, that's how I started. It was just the first six months I was just giving out free content got a website built and uh, just kept growing it, kept growing it. Eventually had like a premium chat room. That's pretty much how they all start. Like all the sites like this is like free stuff, premium chat room, and then maybe you build and develop some tools and some better, better products. And so that's when we eventually developed what's called the war room. And that's, that's what we really focus on now. So all of our fantasy content is inside of these war rooms and we have all of our picks at the top. And then we have a bunch of posts underneath that our analysts have written, giving you all the information that you need. Um, and then underneath that, you can ask questions from our analysts and it just keeps everything in one place and super digestible and convenient for people. And we've, we've kind of tried to stay away from super long form content, like uh, doing, you know, not to ding podcasts since we're on one, but uh, <laughs> like podcasts and shows, I found that the industry just had plenty of them. And so I just tried to go a very different route and just create something that's like super quick and easy to use. And uh, we have a lot, we have users that like podcasts and we do some, but our mostly our focus is like quick and easy. So for our, the betting product that we have, you just get like a push notification to your phone whenever there's a new betting war room. And it literally just tells you like in the headline what the bet is. And so you don't even have to open it if you don't want to. And then you swipe it open and it tells you like, how's our write up for why we like that bet. So our whole point was just like, let's, let's do all the research for you and just make this as convenient as it can possibly be with like push notifications in our app. That's amazing. Um, I mean, one of these days I'm going to have to check it out just because I'm super intrigued and super interested. I mean, I love all fantasy, daily fantasy, sports betting content. I've been doing it a long time as well. I've won some, some tournaments on DraftKings. Uh, first tournament I ever won, I think was a, uh, I can't even remember now. It was like a $4 NBA first place was 30 K. It was like the best nice. sweat ever. And I, and I ended up ca uh, winning it for 30,000. Um, you know, it That's just, awesome. yeah. I'm surprised, yeah. I'm surprised that didn't hook you and you didn't stick with DFS. You know, I'm just, uh, I just like what putting the game on and just sweating the one game I'm like, I'm like really heavy on, you know what I mean? But I do, I'm, I dabble from time to time. I might, I might have to, you know, deposit some money this weekend and, and see if I can, <laughs> uh, see if I can do well in the golf tournament here. But, uh, yeah. So speaking of DFS, before we get into maybe some of, um, you know, some betting or best bets for the golf tournament this weekend, why don't we talk about a little bit of like kind of overall DFS strategy? I know you have, kind of have to separate yourself from 
from a lot of different people, right? You have your public betters, so to speak, and you have your Sharpies, right? And and I would consider you a sharp guy because obviously you've done quite well. But how do you kind of differentiate yourself from the other kind of sharp betters who are out there and the other known DFS players? Do you have your own kind of system? Is every week different for you? Or do you kind of just start at a certain uh, point and then work your way down? Yeah, so... My system is definitely considered super unique. It's funny when I when I came in, I came in second place in the Millie Maker, and I also had a lineup come in sixth place. So a lot of the sh- like shows that companies do where they review the top lineups, they were reviewing my whole set of my lineups that I submitted, and and the thing I kept on hearing is, "Wow, that's the ballsiest strategy I've ever seen." And uh, you know, that's just how I play. I pretty much always go for first, and. Um, the way that the pay structure is set up on most DraftKings contests, if you're not going for first, you shouldn't play. Like it's, you Absolutely. know, they're giving, they're giving anywhere from 20 to 50% of the prize pool to first place. So, you know, I'm not submitting lineups going for second. So, and I don't, I also don't want to, I always say this, I don't want to backdoor my way into a victory. I don't want to get lucky and win the lottery. There's 177,000 entries in the Millie Maker every week. I'm not trying to just get a lucky lottery ticket. So, I pretty much go all in on the players that I think are going to do well. And usually most people will have like 30 to 40% of their favorite picks. I usually go with like 70 to 80% and I'll submit 150 lineups with like 70 to 80% of four players. And then I'll have another few guys that are like 30 to 40. And I have like the smallest player pool anybody uses uh, for max entering. So I narrow it down to like, 35 to 40 players um typically people do like 75 so it's uh i'm not the person to teach somebody new how to play dfs if they are looking for kind of safe bankroll growth but i think what's cool about your listeners is that they're probably used to all or nothing because sports betting like betting futures in golf you know you you're gonna lose most of the time um last week i bet i had five bets going last week i took uh Woodland top five, Streelman top five, Charlie Hoffman top five, and then Morikawa outright to win and Gary Woodland outright to win. So I hit Morikawa and I hit Woodland top five, but I just barely missed. Uh, Streelman finished like seventh, and I think uh, so did Charlie Hoffman um, and Cantlay. I had all of them. So, wow. you know, you I, I basically got needled on all of them, but you can only pack so many people into the top five. I mean, uh, so I can't be, t- I, you know, I was hoping that someone like a chase cypher might fall down and give me a forfeit one of those spots to one of my guys, but still a really profitable week hitting two of the picks. But I think that, yeah, your people listening to this, you know, you should be familiar with going all in and losing and, and betting on golf. So uh, I think the, my strategy might be, might be good. We have our PGA war room up right now for the, the contest this week. And I detail my whole strategy of like what website I use, how I set up all the settings. So if people want to do it like me, you know, I, I encourage people to, to join me. I'm not holding anything back on, on how I do it. And I think my total win last week was almost 300 grand. And I'm not like just hogging it all to myself. I'm like, Hey, if you want to play like me, I'm happy to, I'm happy to teach you. 
Yeah, and that's that's the one thing that I've really noticed in your content, and that's kind of why I reached out to you, and we've been in touch for quite some time, is I do see that you really want to teach, and I feel like you want to give back to your community that you've built, and uh, I really appreciate that, you know, um, and speaking to your point of, you know, the listeners going all in, I know I like to go all in. That's all I know, right? <laughs> I, I'm a, I came from being a poker player. Uh, I play poker tournaments. I don't, I don't play to come uh, just to make the final table, right? I'm playing yeah. to win. I'm playing yeah. for the big prize money because again, allocation is usually between, I don't know, 25 to 35% of the, it's top heavy, right at the top. So I, yeah. I totally get it. I'm sure most of my guys do too, uh, over here at hoop ball. So, uh, yeah, you guys, you gotta go, you gotta go, uh, follow Justin on Twitter and, and, uh, get involved here. Um, now we, we spoke a little bit off air about this weekend's golf tournament, right? Um, it's going to be at the same course for the first time since I believe 1956. And since you came in second last week in on DraftKings, can you, and you, and, and obviously you won the outright winner, uh, Morikawa on your best bets last week, right? So what, where are you looking this weekend? Are you kind of employing the same strategy or, are other factors going to be different here? There's going to be a little bit of a more competitive field. Uh, what are you looking for this weekend um, in the uh, PGA? Yeah. So our model for PGA is, is pretty effective. And this week, this past week, I think is probably the best that our model has ever performed. So we're stoked that we get the same course again. I mean, that couldn't ask for any better. Uh, you know, we have to bump up driving accuracy, hitting fairways a little bit more. Um, got to bump up some shots out of the rough and have to bump up uh, green speeds. But other than that, we're basically running back the same model that we ran last week. So um, that's pretty cool. I wish Charlie Hoffman was still in the field. I'm kind of bummed that he's not. Um, we had him top 10 in our model last week and he was less than 1% owned. Um, oh, wow. So, And I had 40% of him in my lineup. So uh, that would have been nice to get again. But but there's some good guys. There's a, There's a little less um solid value this week than there was last week but there's also um the best picks are cheaper um and on DraftKings, in my opinion the two best picks this week are abraham answer and daniel berger and they're both under nine thousand. so i'm you know i don't need the salary that charlie hoffman let me save last week um if you do need it i think you go right back to max homa he missed the cut last week he was right on the cut line uh, he was actually, when he came into the clubhouse, he was a 98% chance to make the cut and it got all the way to minus two and, and chopped him off. Um, so I was talking to him he, where he was saying that um, he feels really, really good about the course, missed a few putts that he really should have made. The greens were so slow. He was not expecting that. Um, greens are speeding. They're, they're getting much faster this week. So he's feeling like he's going to play well. So I've got him in like quite a few of my lineups. Um, for value, but and, and maybe some long shot bets to win. Although I think his DFS value is better than his betting odds. But um, yeah, he's he's a good low option if you need it. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm really going back to a lot of the same guys. I think Morikawa again is a really good pick, and people are just kind of ignoring him because they think it's a stronger field. And what I have found in the DFS industry over the last year is that everyone wants to target regression. Everybody oh, wants to. Everybody wants to find the guy who's like, oh, he played like shit last week. Like, oh, he's going to do so good now. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, the first four weeks of the NFL season last year, I, I said Will Fuller was getting higher and higher on every single week after he was, a, he was a bust weeks one through four. 
and every week he would be higher owned the next week after being a bust. And I said, we just need to get the Will Fuller game out of the way and then everybody will stop picking him. And then like one of the weeks, five, six, seven, somewhere in there last year, he went for like 200 yards and like three touchdowns. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, crazy game. Right. And everyone's like, how is he so high owned? It's like he was every week. He was, you just never noticed because he was, at, all those teams were the dead last in the leaderboard. So you didn't even notice. And so he finally goes nuts. And then the next week, no one picks him again. And that's how it is. People are like, oh, it's so hard to have big games back to back. Well, it's just hard to have a big game in general. Your chances of having a big game are probably like 12%, which means, you know, 88% of the time, you're not going to have back to back big games whenever you just had one. So it's kind of confirmation bias there. I don't think there's any relevance to Morikawa just won. Now he's not going to win again. Like now there's some kind of added pressure. If anything, there's the least amount of pressure on him than everybody. He's the most recent guy who won. He's not feeling like he needs to go out and, you know, do anything special. And also uh, that's another thing that Homa said is this is the perfect course for Morikawa. No, no one should be surprised that he win one. No one should be surprised if he wins again this week. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't have him like I'm not all in on him um, because there's so many other good players in this field, but I definitely am going back to the well a little bit there. And it's funny that you mentioned uh, answer. It was one of those golfers that I circled here uh, as one of my long shots to win the tournament. He's 50 to one right now. Um, so it was definitely, uh, definitely uh, we're on the same kind of page in terms of our thinking there. Um, nice. I did want to ask you about uh, a couple, maybe long shots yourself. Are you eyeing anybody, you know, other than maybe, and I also, I also was, mulling over the idea of Homa as well. I mean, he's a huge price to win outright, obviously. Right. Um, right. but I think he's some, somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, 125 to one or something. Yeah. But, um, besides for those two guys, um, you know, I have a small little future on him. Um, you know, I was thinking him and answer as my, kind of my long shots. Do you kind of have any other dark horses that maybe you're going to sprinkle a little bit of pizza money on, uh, yeah. to, to win? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, one, one guy that, you know, it's funny. I actually thought I might get off of him next week after Sunday. Like he didn't have a great Sunday around and we were, he was one of our must haves last week. So we were really high on him. And I just thought, you know, everyone's going to probably go back to him. But of course, I momentarily forgot that anyone who does well the week before, everybody hates the next week. Um, so yeah. Kevin Strillman is the guy that, you know, depending on the site you're on, you can get 70 to one and he was in it to win. I mean, people forget that he was, he was top five like all day Saturday and, and was working his way on Sunday, but just couldn't make a birdie. He would put it to within. 12 feet to 20 feet of the pin, like 10 out of 11 approach shots in a row, which wow. isn't, isn't good enough. Like he missed all those putts, but it's like, you know, he wasn't off. Like he wasn't like playing a bad round of golf. He just wasn't getting close enough and just wasn't hitting the putts. Just had a super mediocre day. He had one birdie, one bogey, just like very boring day on Sunday, but, but he played great overall. He was near the top of our model last week. He's top 15 and again this week, even with the stronger field. Um, so he's a guy that, I don't know, what, what site are you using for lines? I can pull that up so I can You know, I'm, a, I'm on mybookie.ag, but okay, mybookie yeah, or like Bovada, my any of them, really. Yeah, yeah, because it, it depends. I mean, it depends on the site you use, because once they take a big bet on a guy, they just they drop his odds dr dramatically because they don't want to be over-leveraged. 
Right. Um, I'm seeing Strillman right now at 60 to one. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's not amazing, but I, I got him at 80 to one earlier. It's still good. I think I'd still sprinkle a little there. Um, any, other, thoughts other on, other... any thoughts on Shane Lowry? I heard that there, you know, weather could be a factor. And I feel like with the right. weather involved, he's like kind of the perfect guy that could really totally. break through. Yeah. When we were running our uh, showdown slate, we covered like the one game slates on DraftKings or one day. So it'd be like um, only like day three, whatever your score on day three is the only thing that counts. And so when I was covering that, preparing for those war rooms, uh, we, we added heavy winds to our model and Shane Lowry just shoots up to like top five. So yep. yeah, the more win there is, uh, the more Shane Lowry I'm going to have exposure to no doubt. Um, another guy that's like, uh, you know, in the D- it's interesting in the DFS market, he's being treated like he's the same as Kevin Streelman. Um, but on the betting market, he's not, it's doc Redman. Um, I'm seeing him at like plus one, six, five, five, zero, uh, huge, huge odds. Um, on on bookmaker and yeah I mean I, I'm kind of surprised I have I have some doc in DFS and he's the same price as Streelman and I think he's going to be similarly owned a little less but similar um, so kind of surprising that his odds to win are like three times worse than Streelman on a lot of sites what do you have Matt on my bookie it has him at 80 to 1 oh okay so if you want to bet on doc Redman go to um, uh, bookmaker because yeah, he's you're getting double that on. Yeah, you got to you got to shop around, guys. I mean, that's that's the name of the game, right? If you're betting on uh, futures Absolutely. or sports, you, you yeah, always got to find the best line out there. Golf futures in general are just wildly different. I mean, yeah, you'll get a guy like more than double in this, like in this case, more than double the the odds on on this site compared to that one. So yeah, if you're gonna bet an outright, take the time to shop the line because if you hit it and you could have had twice as much money, I mean, you're really gonna regret it. I'm trying to see what it is on Bovada. Uh, Bovada, he's 125 to one. So yeah, wow, what, what huge difference between my bookie and Bovada there. Um, yeah, I'm so, gonna go ahead and I'm gonna uh, right now. I'm betting him for the max. It's the max you can risk is 302 dollars, but it pays out 50 grand. So I feel like that's that's worth firing at. You might as well, you know, especially if you get to see his name up out up the top of the leaderboard on early Sunday morning or something or late Saturday. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. Hey, if that hits, then I can thank this podcast for uh, for that. <laughs> yeah, then you'll have to come back on. I'll, I'll, exactly. I'll, I'll, yeah. You'll yeah. you'll owe, you'll owe me for a long time. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm also, what do you have for Victor Hovland? I'm seeing plus twenty five sixty two on here, which uh, is higher than I've seen him anywhere else. By the way, I love this guy. I love Hovland. Victor. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love he, Hovland. So good. He's, I think he's legit. I think like the growth that he's done in this, this time off, um, you know, he said himself, you know, it's one thing if you just notice, um, if you just notice a guy get better and you're wondering if like, if it's just kind of a flash in the pan, but he said himself coming back from the break, I worked on my short game. I worked on my around the green chipping and it got a lot better. So Right away, we were watching for that, and he is so much better. He's like top twenty in the field for strokes gained around the green, and since since we came back from the break, and I don't know if you know specifically, but that was like his weak point. Like, if if our model that week didn't factor around the green very highly, he would be at the top. If it factored it, it would shoot him all the way down. He was that bad. He was wow. like one of the worst players in the whole field at chipping onto the green. So 
that's a huge improvement in his game that, that I really like to see. What number do you have on uh, Bookmaker? Uh, twenty five sixty two. Okay, so yeah, on uh, my bookie it's twenty four to one, and Bovada is twenty to one. Yeah, I'm mostly seeing twenty to one. So twenty four is not bad. I wouldn't run out of. I wouldn't make a bookmaker account for that one and a half points, but I I will take it. I'll take it on my end. Yeah, no, I, I really like Hovland's game a lot, and he's definitely improved, and and I'm excited to really see him grow even more. Um, just as he gets older and and things like that. But uh, I had a I had a I had a uh, player here that. I was looking at, okay, he is a known player. So not necessarily, we're not talking about dark horses anymore here in uh, PGA, but wanted to know what your thoughts were on John Rom. He's one of those guys that I feel like nobody's really been talking about him lately. Yeah. And uh, what, I just want to get your overall thoughts on him, his game. And do you think he has a chance this weekend? Yeah, I do think he has a chance. Uh, he's somebody that a lot of our DFI analysts are picking. Um, his odds just keep getting worse and worse, like or better and better, depending on how you look at it. Uh, like Vegas is paying you less and less to, to bet on him. So uh, the line movement does suggest that a lot of people like John Rom. I'm not seeing him written up in a lot of articles, but then I keep seeing people like in chat rooms and like and tweets saying, "I think John Rom is the play." So it's interesting. He's not necessarily popping in our model like in our stats but he's there like he's he's in the top 20 for sure um he's just not really standing out but um so I don't know what to make of him I it's you know it's hard to say he went super low on Sunday I think people forget because Patrick Cantlay kind of overshadowed him with that low round that he shot um but Rom was right behind him and uh I I know a lot of people are excited about him within our team um, so I, I don't know what to make of him. What's your stance? You know, it's just, it just comes back to one of those plays for me that I'm looking at just because the last several weeks you've been hearing Bryson DeChambeau, Webb Simpson, Morikawa, Hovland, you know, things like that where, um, and Webb Simpson, you know, but you're not, you have Shoffley, you know what I mean? You're hearing those names, but you're all of a sudden it's like, where's John Rom? You know, he's, he's yeah. a very talented guy. And, you know, obviously his odds aren't that great just because he's a good player, right? He's only 20, 22 and a half, 22, 20 to 22 to one, depending on what site I have up here. But he might be an interesting play here, maybe on a matchup basis or um, a DFS pick, things like that. I just feel like he might be super undervalued or super underowned this weekend in DFS. I don't know. I'm just making a total guess. I haven't been on yeah. DraftKings in a long time. You know, it's, it's funny that you say that. So I did a write-up in our war room where I tried to, you know, try to predict what ownership is going to look like this week. And I put Rom in my top 10 highest on players. And I said, other sites don't agree with me. Um, he's not being projected very highly on, but just from, from the, the sense that I'm getting is that people are going to be picking him. I think that um, you can tell by the way that Vegas lines move um, that people are betting on him hard. So um, that usually translates into the DFS market, especially when he's underpriced. And a lot of sharp DFS players base some of their exposure, some of their picks on the closing lines, kind of like as it gets near the end on Wednesday night, they, they kind of base it on the line. So uh, I think Rommel will end up seeing decent ownership 
I, I may end up being underweight on him uh, relative to the field because I like so many other guys in that range already. I'm already what price is he on DraftKings? What was that? What 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 price range is he in on DraftKings? Uh, he's he's like not the low mid nine thousands. Um, oh wow! Okay. He so he's kind of you know he's he's right in between Matsuyama, Shafale, Tiger Woods, Hovland, Cantlay. He's kind of in there, and. Um, you know, I have some ROM, but I, I have way more of, of some of those other guys. Um, so that's, that's probably where I'll end up landing, but, but I don't dislike him. I just, he's hard for me to get a read on for some reason. He really is. He it's so true. I've never had a good John ROM betting experience. So if I'm, if I'm making you lean one way or the other, anybody out there listening to the podcast, don't listen to me. He's one of those guys. I just never get right in golf. Just uh, like I never get LeBron James right in basketball. And just like I never get Tom Brady right in football. I just can't win when I bet on those three guys. So I just fade them usually. But Having my said strategy, that, I do like my strategy with Brady has always been don't bet against him, but I also don't bet against Belichick. So now that they're separated, I don't know what I'm going to do there. I, I might have to just take a break, take some time and just watch and see what it looks like. Well, assuming we have a football season. That's true. Well, you know, don't, I'm, don't not, I'm, not too com- I'm not too confident it's happening, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see there. Um, Justin, I wanted to ask, you know, speak briefly with you about, you know, MLB, NBA, obviously, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm assuming, so correct me if I'm wrong, the War Room and, and your site and your app, um, they deal with all sports. And, yeah. and are you excited for, for, for M- NBA and MLB to get, get going again? Oh, yeah. Oh, super, super excited. Um, yeah, we, we love covering that. We were having so much success with the NBA season. Uh, we had such, such a good thing going uh, with our model. I play a very contrarian game in NBA. So um, I joined the highest stakes contest, the contests that are you know anywhere from one to $5,000 to enter. So I'll, I'll join those. And I just, you know, I'll go super contrarian, fade the obvious picks. And uh, it's, it's fun. I like it. Um, it takes, takes a different way of thinking about the game, but uh, that's, that's probably my favorite sport now with the way that I play it. Um, baseball, you can also go super contrarian, um, and I do. Um, but people recognize that since baseball is like a four-sample size game, uh, that, that it's easier for other people to justify doing it too. So you don't necessarily get like a 95% on picks like you do in basketball, um, where if you fade them and they get injured in the first quarter, you just automatically win. Um, right. that's, that's always nice. <laughs> right. It's like Anthony Davis. You never know when he's going to the locker. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I have, I have definitely faded Davis on some nights where he's 90% out and he either gets hurt or gets in foul trouble or gets a cramp or I don't know. So, uh, yeah, he, he's made a glass. I, I feel for him, but I, it's t- it's I've been on the wrong side of it many times as well. Yeah, no, haven't we all? Haven't we all? Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Well, I, I just want to say thank you for joining. Uh, and anybody who just wants to hear my picks for KBO tonight, uh, since I did pretty well last night I, in my pizza parlay that I gave out on Twitter, I went three for four. But if you got the right line, you went three zero oh, and one. A couple people messaged me that they got the right line and they won nice. a four teamer, so that was nice. I was very heavy on the LG Twins and the Kia Tigers last night, and Kia made a comeback late in the game to win that game early this morning. 
Um, I don't really love anything for tonight, guys. Uh, the lines are just so juicy, and you're just going to have to lay such a huge price with pretty much every team. But if I had to make one pick, I'd probably go back to the well with uh, the LG Twins. And then my second probably favorite, most favorite would probably be the Kia Tigers again, going back to that well. But LG would probably be my favorite. But again, I mean, the lines are just getting out of control. Like, Doosan's like a minus 500 uh, favorite tonight. Um, and you can't even bet on the run line minus one and a half. You got to lay, you know, some, some places are making you lay minus three and a half, minus four and a half. It's crazy. So no, no real, no real thoughts on KBO tonight. Just there's no value in my opinion. Um, and, uh, really that's it. Unless you have something else you want to add before we get out of here, maybe, uh, tell the listeners where they can find you, uh, how they yeah. can look for you uh, and how they can sign up. You know, if they want to find me, great. I'm on Twitter. But if they just want our picks and our product, uh, download the Daily Fantasy Insider app. Uh, that's what it's called in the App Store. You make a free account, we'll email you a code for a free month of access. So uh, test it out for free for a month and let us know what you think. Uh, we're just trying to give people the opportunity to see that our content is, is really good. So uh, we believe in our product and, and we're we have a really fun community and it's, it's not just about making money for us. We want sports betting to be fun and engaging. And so, yeah, just come join us and I think you'll, you'll have a good time. Well, you're a gentleman and a scholar giving away 30 days free. So uh, that's fantastic, guys. You should definitely take Justin up on that offer. Take a look. Um, as always, I'm at Iris Silver Magic. We are at Hoopball Gaming. This is a Hoopball presentation. That's hoop-ball.com. And go to manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping for the lawnmower 3.0. I, I might take that. I, I already have some stuff from them, but I, I might use your use your code. You, use the, you, you make a free account on DFI and I'll sign up for Manscaped. All right. Hoopball20 is the promo code. It's very simple, very easy. Uh, Justin, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll win some money with some of those uh, insights that you gave us uh, this evening. And uh, we'll have to have you back on at some point. Sounds good. Thanks, Ira. Thank you. Bye-bye. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.